Hello, everyone. My name is Ivor. My name is Mallory. And thank you so much for listening to This Is Fine. On this podcast, we explore and discuss experiences and insights from our lives and how they relate to mental health. To help foster conversations on how to move through life with more awareness, adaptability, and a little bit of humor. <laughs> Friendship is something that I don't find difficult to embrace. But there is definitely a condition to where you cross the line、mm. that I don't want to be close friends anymore. So, friendship has always intrigued me. And I like this dichotomy because you have like a ton of friends. I do. And I don't have that many friends. For me, I think throughout my life, have cultivated a lot of committed friendships. You really have. Like, and I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you still do, right?、Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But I, have, I, I also have had friendships that I chose to withdraw from、yeah. and to end my participation、yeah. because of various reasons. Of course, yeah. That, yeah. It, it happens when people are in different stages of their lives. I want to go to childhood. Okay. What childhood friend had the most impact on your like, friendship or life or social development or just something that you really remember about this friend of yours? My childhood. Best friend was named Tyler. I mean,、mm. is named Tyler. He's still、um, alive, breathing. He's still alive, <laughs> and <laughs> we're connected on Facebook,、mm. but we don't really talk anymore.、Uh, I think just because our lives changed. But he was my neighbor, and we just grew up playing together and very close. We lived essentially next door to each other. That was a very special friendship for me. I don't know, we were very close, and still I have a lot of. I have a lot of love for him. And if I ever were to see him on a trip back home, I think it would bring me great joy. And our moms are, are still connected and talk on Facebook. And we just really bonded and grew to care about each other a lot.、Mm. How about you? You know, as children, you have best friends. But as adults, I don't think there's something like a best friend, or at least I don't use that as a classification.、Mm -hmm. I would say close, you know, beloved, like you do,、mm -hmm. you know, like use those adjectives. But best friend is very like child. Ish. Okay. But we are speaking about the child Ivor, the scrawny little short boy. My best friend and most memorable friend to this day is a boy named Garth. He shaped a lot of how I deal with like friends now.、Mm. Um, he was like, as children, extremely friendly and at the same time just a little bit selfish. Okay. You know what I mean? So I. And this may get weird, but I tend to be interested in men who are selfish. And I wonder a lot of time, does that have something to do with it?、Ooh. Because, and not to bring it to attraction,、mm -hmm. because the way that he has impacted me is physically is that I'm attracted to men that have that same look, basically.、Mm, okay.、Yeah. So that's quite interesting for me to think about、yeah. is that what was that? Was that part of because we were friends for a very long time since we were very young into teenhood and then we just stopped being friends.、Mm. Like it just one day we're just not friends. We just didn't talk to each other. We just stopped visiting each other. We just it just stopped. Well, I wonder that same thing about my childhood best friend. I think it just some, sometimes it just happens. You grow apart. But did it feel like for you with you and Garth there was a rupture or, or, You know, when you reflect back on it, or was it just kind of drifting and drifting into different circles and、uh, lifestyles?、Mm. I wish I knew. I think 
the change started to come when he went to private school. Then things were different. Yeah. And he's well, he was also straight and I was gay. And mm. yeah, that just makes me think of that sentence. I don't know who says this, but like the last time you see someone, you don't know that that is the last time. And I think that's something we really take for granted. I'm curious, you're describing like a pattern that seemed to start with him and that seems to be playing out now in later know, life, which right? is always interesting. We do tend to, you know, we have so many theories about that. Yeah. Why do we seek out certain people or attract certain people? And are we playing out a story and trying to experience a different result or mm. something? But I'm curious if you find like not just romantic or sexual attractions, but with friendships, have you seemed to magnetize similar people as friends throughout your life? Not specifically. Mm. I think when I realized like the the moment a lot of the way that my relationships with people and uh, perhaps lovers have changed was when I realized um, when I was having this discussion with my mom when I realized like people do the best they can. Mm -hmm. That's all they can ever do. And when I started seeing her as a person and not just a mother or someone that has a job or that, but as a, a person before she's anything else, she's mm -hmm. a person. And when I saw that, our, friend, our friendship, our connection deepened like dramatically. And I think that perhaps some of that stays with me, may not be conscious, mm -hmm. but I do understand that people are, they're just people going through life and doing the best they can, what they know about in that moment. Like Maya Angelou says, you do what you know. Yeah. Like you can't do what you don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's the only way that I can express that. Does that, any of that make sense? Because for me, it's just a jungle of blah, blah, blah up here. I think so. I mean, it sounds like also you're, because you've talked about your relationship with your mom before too and yeah. how it was like a friendship, which mm. I really admire. I still feel like I still don't totally have that with mm. my mom. Like even though I, I see her as a whole person and I see just everything, right? Not I'm not idealizing her and I'm also not blaming her for not living up to some ideal. I, I wouldn't say I, I'm her friend or that I have a friend friendship necessarily with her but I do sometimes imagine what that would be like and that that sounds like a nice experience and it sounds like you learned through your friendship with your mother how to bring a certain compassion to your other friendships in life yeah how to meet people where they are it's not always easy because I do default back to like old behaviors or like childhood trauma things that mm. that that trigger my behavior like the minute I feel neglected mm. by a friend I will just not talk to them because mm. as a child whenever I felt that I would sulk and I would not talk to anyone mm. so that is still very strong in me to this day I would just not I would just I would sulk but but not like outwardly it would be internal mm. so and that causes a lot of like people like what's wrong with him yeah um and I it's because I felt like uh, and by neglect, I don't mean you have to talk to me every day. Mm -hmm. I mean like showing absolutely no concern or like no interest in me as your friend when I show interest in you. I see. So that becomes like, it feels like neglect for me. Have you experienced when that happens in a friendship, is there the ability to repair that? And how, what might that look like? Like if you you notice like, oh, I'm shutting down and I'm withdrawing because this my friend is not um 
meeting my needs as I am aware of them. And so I'm withdrawing. Is there, have you experienced like repairing that or coming back together with someone with whom you've experienced that and kind of changing the pattern? This is something that I try to do. However, it's not always, it doesn't always happen because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of our behaviors and reactions are unconsciously triggered, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, what I try to do is look at myself and go, you're doing that not because they did something, but it's how you perceive that situation. And it's not necessarily the truth. So your feelings are valid, but it, it doesn't mean that that's how they meant it. Mm. unless it's clear cut and directed towards you and even then give people grace i guess mm. this is what i this is part of a philosophy it doesn't always work so now i take some time to cool off and unfortunately this time is very long mm-hmm. and then i'll start talking to people again then i'll start reaching out and say hey do you want to hang out um but the th- the problem is that if I speak to them, I will attack them and I do not want to hurt someone. Mm. I'm very good with my words and I watch people's behaviors and I will point out things that will make them cry. I've done this before and I don't want to do that to anyone. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> another one of those like extremes, right? Like two extremes. Like, I can't be trusted to communicate with my friend because I'm just going to say a bunch of fiery stuff. That I will regret. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I need to just retreat and not talk to them for a time. But I mean, it sounds like I I can relate to what you're saying you do where you sit in reflection, think about like, what's, what's going on for me here? What, you know, how can I build my compassion for other people? But I do think that there might be some space in between where you also like, okay, you, you've found your center <laughs> enough to like maybe not lob the words at someone, but mm. still be able to speak your experience to say, this happened, this was how I was feeling. I'm not telling you to accuse you of any, you know, misaction or being a bad friend but i noticed i was feeling this way and i wanted to let you know Hmm. what do you think (laughs) i feel like you've done this before Um, (laughs) i'm actively working on these kinds of things as you know you and i have talked about like friendships and shared friends and i have my own i don't have the same experience that you do well i will say this recently i did feel neglected by a few friends i think i told you yes because my ex was in town Mm. and he and i are in a good place now but we weren't at that time and he was staying with a shared friend and he was seeing a lot of our shared friends and during the time that he was here they didn't reach out to me Mm. and i was like i had a lot of strong feelings about that i i actually told both of them um sure but first i sent passive aggressive text messages (laughs) i I'm the queen of passive aggressive messages. (laughs) But then even I remember I was texting um, one of our mutual friends and I was, I stopped myself in the middle of what I was writing and what I sent him. And then I was like, you know what? Um, I don't even know what I want from you right now. So I'm going to go journal and reflect. I love you. Thanks. (laughs) I kind of realized like, 
this is all me, is not me. not this me. Is me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then but later I did tell I I told another one of my friends. I said, you know, I felt. How did I feel? Because I'm also lately I'm I'm thinking a lot about nonviolent communication and trying to study that more, like feel what are feelings. You know, actually, feelings are not like someone did something to us. No. Right. So even neglected is not a feeling. It's a it's something we're we're saying another person did to us. And it's. But how do you feel when 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 your your perception is my friend is neglecting me? What's the feeling Mm. beneath that? Mm. I'm I'm trying to think about what it is for me. Yeah. That's a very good question, and I, I, I want to keep that and hold on that and write about mm-hmm. it and meditate it. Is what is that? I, for me, whenever I feel that way, I'm always brought back to certain moments in childhood when I felt that way. Mm. So for me, it's very clear on the surface, not necessarily deeper. Like after watching and rewatching couples therapy, mm. oh my goodness, my goodness! I think that my communication even just sitting here Mm -hmm. my communication is a lot better because I feel like I'm more present so sitting with that um, neglect or whatever it is you're feeling Mm -hmm. is a beautiful way to to get to the root of it with or at least to try at the very least to try because feeling neglected usually that's not the only thing that's happening there are many emotions that feed into that and neglect is the you know what you've called it yeah where it's like because i perceive that you're neglecting me so mm. i feel hurt or not even even that's not really sad. I feel like i feel sad i feel rejected lo- mm, or unworthy mm. or like i realized sometimes when i'm as we've talked about i'm very rejection sensitive and when i perceive that i've been rejected what i feel is like self-loathing like i feel disgusting almost Mm. like are there's like oh there's something wrong i feel shame mostly and i think that's that's the biggest like feeling that i often come back to in these moments so it's like i feel shame because for example i'm imagining all these things i'm imagining my friends having these conversations about me i'm imagining you know it's like i feel helpless none of which are real (laughs) yeah yeah it's all my imaginings but i mean thought you know our thoughts can be real but they're also not permanent and they're not us oh they're real but they're they're, also not true yeah (laughs) you know they're also not fact (laughs) and our feelings the same feelings are very real but they are temporary events Mm. and experiences that we move through so i don't know i forgot what my original question was about like I just wanted to share that I that I have been in that place of feeling like I had a need that wasn't being met mm. and I and I brought it to their attention gently but even as I did that I kind of was like this is not really a big deal anymore because I've processed it but I was sort of like hey by the way you know when he was visiting I was going through a lot and then I didn't hear from you at all mm. and um that felt that was difficult for me a mm. little bit and, Very... and also I learned that they were struggling too. At least one of my friends was struggling because he's friends with both of us, you know? Mm. <laughs> it's not mm. easy for him either. No. <laughs> it's it's None of this is easy for anyone. <laughs> We've kind of waddled into the waters of adult friendship, you okay. know? Mm. Um, I wanted to ask you something okay. spicy. Is there anything about me that challenges you? 
That challenges me? Yes. Can you explain what you mean by challenges me? That like, you find that difficult, difficult about me. Yeah. Ooh. I, like I will only answer this if you answer in reply about me. Okay. Is, can we agree to that? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's fair. Let's yes, it's fair. fair. It's Let's fair. fair. Um, okay. Is there anything that I find difficult? Sometimes. Well, I don't know. I have to think. I'm going to have to meander into my articulation of it because uh, I know that you and I are very different in some ways. Like I, I think that you have a lot of strong opinions about things that I don't. <laughs> you're you're very like regimented about time and about like you know how you structure your day but then I was thinking like is that actually a challenge for me not necessarily because I think that you also acknowledge my um need for flexibility mm. um we had this discussion yeah mm -hmm. so that boundary or that understanding was set between us beforehand this is something though some someone else said this to me recently um and it and it is it's difficult for me like so this is not just you that i've had this experience with but i think sometimes sometimes you you will say to me sometimes oh well i know you're really busy lately so you let me know or we it's kind of like it sometimes there's like a passive aggressiveness or, or not even that, maybe it's not passive aggressive, but it's like you are assuming something about my life. Like, oh, I know you're really busy lately. And, you know, maybe that's true. It might be that I'm really busy, but actually sometimes, and I think it comes up like when we're talking about scheduling this podcast or hanging out, there are also just moments in my life where it's not necessarily that I'm busy or I overbooked myself, but I'm feeling like just... I'm feeling overwhelmed and I can't agree. I can't commit to firm things. Mm. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And I guess beyond that, just, I don't know. I think, I think that's the only thing. Some, sometimes there's like a, or just a way, way of approaching, oh, yeah. um, a way of approaching like time and structure. But even that's not necessarily like, a, it's not like a flaw and it's not a difficulty necessarily, but, uh, um, maybe just in the communication of it. Like, I think right. I would prefer like, hey, how are, how is it going for you right now? Mm, um, okay. Or are you busy these days? Or how's, how's your energy level? Right. Like. A different approach. Yeah. But even that's not really like an issue. It's not, it's not a, I find you to be a very like, uh, very flexible, compassionate, loving friend. So I don't really have a lot of like <laughs> issues in our friendship. Right. Uh, I do sign sometimes, sometimes I don't want to like have a beer around in you, front though. of me. Yeah. yeah. Like, which is, I, I don't really drink a lot, as you know, like yeah. I don't, I had those moments in the past and even like, you know, last year I was kind of like staying up really late and not honoring my body's needs. But so, you know, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm, I met up with a, another friend at the bar and then Ivor walks past and I do, I notice I get like a little like, oh, I'm sorry. you know, I'm like, oh, uh, self-judging, you know? Yeah. And then so again, that's me. Um, but you know, sometimes I feel like, oh, Ivor will be disappointed in me for having a beer right, right. on a Thursday evening with my friend, <laughs> you know, which is ridiculous. Which is completely um, normal, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah, like I don't even feel the need to defend myself in in in, in any of that because <laughs> I am aware of the fact that my, my communication is extremely direct and it can come across as being like insensitive. Mm. And but I also know that you know that I'm not insensitive. Yeah, and actually, I find your <laughs> communication to be very very sensitive with me. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe not everyone maybe that is perhaps <laughs> that's how we started communicating with each other and that mm. was like the the base mm-hmm. um yeah like i had a friend's one friend once tell me that that he doesn't like that i text so much oh. and or that i text like long things but oh. he wasn't nice about it and then uh i i didn't know how to text i don't know what's the right measure of it i also later found out he was drunk while i was like while he was saying this oh so i was like okay then i don't know what to do then how do i continue a friendship with you if you don't like reading uh because we don't see each other often so is there something about my communication that i can change Mm. that is better for not only me but also people around me yeah Mm. and then i have someone like alamin who never texts but we're very close yeah you know yeah, so, I guess it's like everyone is different um, yeah. in terms of what they can manage. Mm. Um, personally, I love all of your texts. So <laughs> thank you for texting me. <laughs> Sometimes during the month, I'll choose like random friends to record messages to. So nice. So yeah, um, no, I I don't think people actually appreciate like what that takes to do. I do. I remember like a month ago, you sent me a message with music in the back. It was like yeah. you put music in the background, yeah. and um, I was like, "This is wonderful." And it would <laughs> it just be lovely. like the mood will strike me, and mm-hmm. I'll just be like, "I'll record these messages for like three people," and I'll like, and I'll think about it, and I'll you know send mm-hmm. them a message and put some music. I mean, put some music on, record it, and send it. I th- I think that's just like an extra bit of effort that is part of my skill set that I can actually use to help perhaps make someone feel better or appreciated or loved Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so you don't always have to give gifts in in terms of value of money so definitely yeah I appreciate all of your voice notes and especially the the note you sent me with music. Oh. It's really lovely. So thank you. Thank you. I, um, words of affirmation. Uh, it's a wonderful gift. Definitely the love language I lo- love receiving. Right. So, yeah. Yes. So what challenges me about Mallory? Yeah. Is how do I say this? Oh, let's just be direct. Yeah. Um, your ability. Or your inability, sometimes inability, mm. to discern who to attach to. Because <laughs> you fall for everyone. You're like friends with everyone. And yeah, that's the only thing where I'm like... <laughs> okay, I have a question. Right. You're not wrong. <laughs> but how is that a difficulty for you? I'm curious. Like Because I'll see you with the person or friend. I'm like, I don't know how this is healthy but it's also none of my business Mm. because you're a human being and you make your choices and that's none of my business it's more of a protective thing than it is like a judgmental thing like for instance Mm -hmm. when i talk about like how horrible alcohol is for your body Mm -hmm. it's it sounds like judgment but what i'm actually saying if people listen to what I'm saying mm-hmm. instead of how I'm saying it. 
okay? Life can't always be kind and rosy and wonderful communication. If you listen to the content of what I'm saying, what I say about alcohol is objectively a fact. It's true. Mm-hmm. It, it messes your body up. It's a poison. Mm-hmm. And knowing that and understanding what it does to your body keeps you from dying because you're afraid of death. Ah, <laughs> uh-uh. so it's kind of like you're like is do you do you feel like so if you see me I, I love that we're like bringing up the same incident actually or yeah. the same like pattern <laughs> same of incidents day. which is basically like we're neighbors yeah. and sometimes there are moments where yeah you'll pass by and it's like I'm having a pint of beer, mm. you know. And I'm I'm curious though like it is it like for you, you see me having a beer with someone and you're like, this doesn't align with like uh, values that we share or that or like you're like, I know you and you're a person who's it, who's concerned about her health and, you know, well-being. But then you're doing this thing. Yes. Like drinking. Yeah. It's part of that. And specifically with your brain chemistry, mm-hmm. you having ADHD, mm-hmm. that affects your brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. I can't say because I don't know how mm-hmm. much or, or to what degree or specifically. I just know that it is objectively true that mm-hmm. that happens. And the effect isn't like done the next morning. Mm-hmm. It is a lasting effect mm-hmm. because it creates inflammation in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's the reason it's, it's not. And when people are, when you're having a drink, I don't care because I'm not having the drink. Mm-hmm. Like I genuinely believe people should enjoy themselves in this late stage capitalism as much as they can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's like your enjoyment. Uh, like everyone has different ways of enjoying things. I don't find that fun and sure. you find it relaxing, but that's, you know, it's nothing to do with me. I think like throughout my life, like I've had, you know, a shifting relationship with alcohol um, and like and like socializing around alcohol, Mm. you know, and, um, you know, earlier this year I was I realized like, oh, I want to I want to shift my relationship with this um, because I do want to I I agree with you and I want to I want to make sure like if I meet up with someone and I'm decide, okay, I will have like a beer or two beers with them or something like that. I want to do that with intention and recognize like, yeah, why do I want to do this right now? What experience do I want to have? And Mm. that's why like really lately I don't, I'm trying not to put myself in situations where everyone's getting drunk or where, you know, just these opportunities we have in our neighborhood. Mm. Uh, Mm. Opportunities galore. Yeah. Um, but I also have the feeling like, because I have other friends, or we have mutual friends, I guess, who maybe I have a similar experience around where I, I want to, I want them to make different choices. So it's, I guess like, what do you do when uh, you have a, you have friends who you care about and you love and you want them to make different choices, but they don't. But so they then don't. what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's such a horrible, toxic trait of mine. Where I want to force my knowledge into you because I know you'll have a better experience in your body. Mm-hmm. So, and if I can't do it directly, I'll make comments. Yeah. That, right. And that is right. very dangerous mm-hmm. uh, and hurtful. But it's not meant that way. Mm-hmm. But the way I deliver it, of course, is hurtful. So, 
you know, that's my issue. It's not their issue. It's their body. Yeah. I would like to have them long around long enough, you know, to, to continue enjoying who they are. But knowing all I know about, like, behaviors that we engage in that we think are so normal, mm-hmm. which actually so far removed from from being a human being. And, you know, I'm, I just have this experience, you know. And mine is just this level of, like, what I think is true. It's not necessarily the truth for it not necessarily it's not the truth for everyone at all mm-hmm. but i know things like uh, specifically alcohol because it's part of the topic yeah. or what we're talking about specifically like women in their late 30s mid to late 30s are much more if their 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 um chances of breast cancer increase mm-hmm. because of alcohol mm-hmm. and that and because my mom passed away from what started out as breast ca- cancer it's like a it's a triggering protective measure and alcohol is one of the first things that are a major contributor because it creates inflammation i'm really yes i'm really um having a lot of empathy for where you're coming from because i do have this experience of like the people that i care about the most Mm. like i i really want actually i i feel like i'm a recovering control freak where <laughs> I think I can feel um, you on that. I think I can. I feel a bit of that for for myself too. Not just like you be controlling because mm. I've never experienced that with you, but I'm like that too. So continue. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I I think you're so you're you're so self controlling. <laughs> Maybe am. to an extreme an extreme that makes me uncomfortable, and so I'm like I I'm not gonna try to control Ivor. He's all right. He needs to loosen up. There we go. From my view, loosey goosey. But um, I definitely ultimately um, change. Yes, like oh, you should be this way. You should do this because it's good for you, and I know what's good for you, and I want you to be okay. I want your you know I want you to be happy, live your best life. So do this and this and this because. That's what's right for you, you know, mm. and like ultimately that's not, that's not loving. No. Um, it's controlling and it relates to, you know, how, like what it means to me to care for someone. And I realized, I have realized, especially over the past year that maybe part of the reason sometimes our friendships end is because we, you know, we can't, we can't endure any longer like seeing someone self you know like engaged in behaviors that ultimately keep them i don't know uh unhappy or unhealthy or you know i've i've ended friendships for similar reasons i think like this person's stuck in a cycle this person's not help you know um helping themselves and that can be exhausting or it can be draining it can be uh I maybe inspire a feeling of helplessness and then that triggers our own trauma reactions, Mm. which I think you and I might have similar reactions, which Mm. is like, let me help you help yourself. I'm going to, I'm going to swoop in and kind of like tell you the way to be. There we go. Uh, Which is ultimately not the healthiest. It's not, it's not healthy at all. (laughs) It's not healthy at all. It's yes. I would just like to see my friends at their healthiest. Mm -hmm. Physically, because you know what that does when you take care of your physical health, Mm -hmm. your mental health also is impacted by you physically body functioning Mm -hmm. as well as it can be for the age that you are. Your brain functioning as well as it can be without constant inflammation of cigarettes and alcohol Mm -hmm. and, 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 uh, uh, you know, foods that aren't good for you. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Do you feel like is, is a part, 
Is part of the your struggle with this when it comes to friendships, like, do you end up feeling lonely as well because you are making these changes for yourself, but the people in your life are not? Let's put it this way. You said it perfectly, that I'm extreme about my self-control. Mm-hmm. Most people do not get it. Mm-hmm. And then it does, there is a measure of re- um, loneliness that I feel because... I'm the guy that leaves at 10 a.m. I mean 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And that's late for me. Mm-hmm. I feel FOMO, fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. I feel definitely lonely because there's no one that I know in my life that does this the way that I do. Mm-hmm. There's just no one that I've ever met that does that. So, yes, like admittedly, it is, ex- like, I wouldn't say extremely lonely because I've always not had many friends. Mm. Um because I'm, an, you know, I'm an intense person. I love, I love that about you, by the way. <laughs> um, so, yes, you are correct. It is extremely lonely in mm. in some instances. Yeah, and the nights where I go, you know what? You should be more social. It it's good for you. I'm like, why can't people be social in the daytime? Like. Anyway, um, but then I regret staying out the night until 1 a.m. Because then I I can't do the things that make me feel like me in them waking up in the morning. Like for me, doing certain things every day is like a resume for my discipline and my commitment. I I have to get those things done to feel like me. Mm. Yeah. It's not it's because I'm not going to the gym to show anyone that I go to the gym. I don't put it on on Facebook, on Instagram. Right, or, right. I don't do that kind of stuff. It's just for me. Yeah. And if I can't do that, then I can't function well with people. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting very intense now. <laughs> it's okay. There's space for that. Thank you. Um, do you feel like uh, the the, ex- the extreme nature of like kind of the self-control and the self-discipline, is there a piece in that that also feels like there's a like a trauma response to that too? I think um, I thought about this while I was saying what mm-hmm. I was saying or the, the idea came up, but it just never led there, mm-hmm. is that a lot of our life, lives life my life our lives especially childhood you can't control what happens Mm -hmm. and through the years i've learned the only thing that i can control is how i approach things Mm -hmm. even now at 38 it's not always i don't know the best way yet i'm still learning as as all of us do um i just know that i can control myself and that's and and what I do and moving into how I feel about things, I can control that part. Mm-hmm. I can't control what happens outside in the world. So I guess it's because of that intense focus. It comes across as very rude or offstandish or um, hurtful or something. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can't speak for any or antisocial. Can't sp- or antisocial. No, yeah. I, th- I I can't speak for other people, but I actually don't... I don't know if our friend group, or at least the friends that we share, even would view it as what you're, those words that you're using, mm. like rude or... Because the way that you structure your life, that's wonderful. That's for you. Mm. Um, I don't think... At least I know for me, I'm not looking at you and your 
you know, kind of like extreme structures and the way you structure your day or the fact that you leave something early that you choose never to drink. That these actually that's that's your experience and your choices. It has really doesn't relate to me and my choices. I don't kind of view your life in this comparison to mine. Mm. Like it doesn't your lifestyle doesn't state anything about mine yeah we just have differences we also have a lot of similarities i very think, yeah um in terms of the role that ritual journaling and journaling and, yeah a lot of these things play a part and and also like i agree with you like late lately i've been really making an effort to uh get movement and stretching and exercise every day and i feel a lot better um obviously one of the biggest differences between us is that you are very structured and I struggle with structure yeah. a lot. Uh, <laughs> but but it is like, you know, one of those things that I struggle with it, but I need it the most. I need structure in order to feel well. I need to say no to things in order to be able to say yes to what I want. So um, I'm, I'm just curious, like, first I just wanted to say there's nothing wrong with you. But this is what I love about our friendship, actually. Mm. I love the differences between us. And yeah, me too. Like, I think that we learn from each other a lot. Definitely, which um, is why I wanted to ask you about flexibility. Forgive me if I am making, making an assumption, mm -hmm. but the extreme flexibility, doesn't that also, not extreme flexibility, but your type of, of openness and flexibility and a measure of, like, loving the unpredictable, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Does that sometimes stifle you? Oh, in sure. In terms of, like, your friends, and does it cause any conflict oh i have to cancel this person because i said yes to this person or things like that does it cause any that's why i'm over time learning what structures i need mm. and learning boundaries i just had a like a coaching session kind of like came to this metaphor of a house i described my house as having holes my house is not a brick house my house by which i think i meant like my body and my energy systems, it's like I imagine like walls made of leaves uh, that kind of move in the wind and are flexible. Ooh, I like this but, imagery. But that like I could see how I have leaks in my walls, like there's holes and anyone can kind of look in. The rain gets in like I and I need to patch those holes is what I realized recently. Um, That's a beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful an like, analogy. So good. I think it was really good for me because I struggle with boundaries my observation of you is that you're really good with boundaries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> too, perhaps too much. <laughs> okay, so your boundaries might be too rigid. Mine are too loose. Too or loose, yeah. Sometimes, they change too Sometimes easily, non-existent, right? yeah. you know, like I just am, absorb so much. And I realized like when I don't have solitude and quiet and my own space and time. And then what happens is I don't end up showing up for my friends and my community in a healthy way, you know? Because I'm depleted. I'm always saying yes, 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 and not enough no. So that's a that's a constant battle for me. Mm, no is a full sentence. <laughs> uh, I want to know, I guess there's two things I'm thinking about that you've shared. You can sometimes feel like there's neglect. Like you don't always feel like your needs are being met in friendship, in your friendships. And then that can kind of cause you to withdraw and then feel lonely. Mm. And then you can sometimes feel lonely too because you've structured your life in a way that doesn't resonate with 
most of the people in your life. Yeah. They can't share that. Mm. So I wonder it sounds like, like it's on purpose. But like anyway, what's on purpose? Like that is that all of that's on purpose. But what was your question? What do you mean? No, just the way because if you look at it from like your perspective now that I'm listening to you, it's like you default to feeling neglect and then you structure your life where you don't interact with people. Are you doing it on purpose? Oh. Are you hiding what's happening? So that's what's something, happening, Ivor? I don't know. That's something okay. that I would like to explore. <laughs> I'm just curious what needs can be met like, or how, how I might uh, show up for you in a way that's loving and caring around those things. I think I appreciate your manner of communication the best. And just the, hey, you went out of your way to do this. Thank you. I appreciate it. I don't think people realize that, like, when I do give them something, it's not just like, it's a, it's a spur of the moment thing because I'm so structured. I think very carefully about this mm. and I put in thought to try and make sure that like I see you and that, uh, uh, Ooh, maybe that's why maybe I don't feel seen. Mm. That's why I try and make other people feel seen oh. because I want that reflected in me. That's probably why. Oh my God. Ooh, this is deep. <laughs> um, our friendship is so open. Yeah. And you show appreciation every, like, every single message. They're at least wrapping it up. You show a thankfulness, an appreciation, a love. Mm. And that means the world mm. to someone like me. So, mm. yeah, that, I don't know how to, else to explain because I don't have any problem with any problem that would make me retreat. Let me put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it doesn't even need to be a problem to just, like, think about it you know mm. like so that's good for me to know i think i know that already i think you and i both <laughs> both really like need validation and appreciation a sense of appreciation in our relationships mm. we have that in common mm. there can be resentment that builds up builds like up, when yeah. we don't and receive yes it that. is <laughs> our own issues i do understand yeah. it's my own thing so yeah but we're not we're not alone in this world yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. part of friendship that this is why i'm really passionate i could go on and on about this topic of friendship because yeah. friendships are so vital to i mean our relationships are everything and so it's totally valid to have conversations with our friends and say you know what this this is something that i think i need and here's how you know you might be able to give it to me when you have that capacity and that that makes me really joyful and uh like feel supported i was just about to say the same thing (laughs) oh we're so insane i was just about to say this thing that we're doing now having this kind of deep frank open honest discussion about things is something that is probably my most highly valued thing ever Mm. uh, uh, between friends it's Mm -hmm. either like i like to make jokes and and you know be the butt of the joke or make jokes or tease or, or like playfully mm-hmm. or i like the and that's the one point and then the extreme is get deep and serious mm-hmm. i don't like the middle ground and i, I just, <laughs> that's boring the stuff in the middle is boring it's be funny or or be deep <laughs> i love both those things there so we go maybe that's so, why this works <laughs> yeah i think so so i think that's a very light note to end off our conversation about friendship i hope that we didn't ramble too selfishly um, sometimes I feel that this way. is our pot. This is our podcast, and so. not anyone else's, so we can say whatever the mm, we want. And I hope that with Mallory and um, 
my dialogue that you were able to perhaps find moments that you can reflect on um, about your own friendships with people mm. or how it's similar or perhaps you have something as beautiful as Mallory, Mallory and I do have and um, share that with your friend, not necessarily the podcast, but share that you appreciate that about your friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I dream of more and more people having conversations about their friendship, what they mean and how to move through them and I think deepen them with deepen them, yeah. compassion and listening. So yes. Yes. I love it. Bye. Bye.